Happy Mother's Day, May 2020. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. And I also want to say happy anniversary to me because it is the one year anniversary of my podcast. My very first episode was May of 2019 for Mother's Day. So I'm so excited to record today and I'm so excited just to wish all the moms a happy Mother's Day. So I was speaking to a friend and she was speaking to me about an article that I just posted on my Instagram. And for those of you who don't know me, my name is Candace Hudson. This podcast is called The Strong One. And I named it The Strong One because in my years of experience on this earth, I've always kind of um, dealt with the issue of being the strong one. And on my podcast, I like to explore what that means, how we all are different in the way we experience something, you know, when you are uh, feeling like you are the strong one, when you don't want to be the strong one. So that's why I named this podcast The Strong One. I am also an academic success coach and college planning consultant. And um, follow me on Instagram, Candace, C-A-N-D-A-C-E, M Hudson, H-U-T, as in Tom, S-O-N, Candace M. Hudson. And um, I have a good time on IG. So we were, um, I posted an article yesterday, which I'm very excited about, um, Enchantment Magazine, um, Experience Enchantment Magazine um, offered me the opportunity to post, to write an article for their magazine. And I posted it yesterday in honors of Mother's Day weekend. Um, and it tells some of my story and my experience and my early teenage years and my relationship with God, how he was always there, how, you know, I encountered Holy Spirit, even when I didn't know I was really encountering Holy Spirit, it was, it was happening. So it was a very, um, therapeutic experience to write about it and also to open up and let people who did not know my testimony, you know, part of my testimony into that part of my world. And I got a lot of great feedback and it's, it's so good because you don't realize sometimes, especially as a mom, we are experiencing so many different things from childbirth, what it takes on your what childbirth takes on your body, what it takes childbirth, how it affects the relationships, having children when you, um, as a female and a mom, the, the hormones, your body, the way you change your responsibilities, you are thinking for multiple people. You always have to think ahead. There's so much into being a mom. And I think it's one of the greatest things. I love being a woman. Okay. Like I really, really, really do. And at that same token, I understand, also understand that as women, we have highs and lows and we carry the burden of the family. Um, we're created to be wives and to be helpmates. And also then you're also created to be a creative force in this world. You have a womb where you create life, where life is created rather in you to birth into the world. What an important position we have, you know, and God sees us like, God loves also children, but when you study the way God created a female and how he, you know, expresses her strength. And um, even if you look at the Proverbs 31 woman, 
people, I think sometimes I, I used to read Proverbs 31 and I would see the woman as this, like she couldn't be touched. She was so ridiculously phenomenal. I'm like, how do you live up to that? And then as I got older and got a different revelation of the scripture, I realized that the Proverbs 31 woman is every woman. Um, and we strive to be like her, but there's things that we missed is that she had help. <laughs> you know what I mean? She had help. We don't always, sometimes as women, we don't learn till maybe later in life how to ask for help, how to um, receive help. But she had help. You know what I mean? And that's one of the things I love um, learning and getting a new revelation of that scripture. And she also, um, you know, she had a business. <laughs> she had her own business. She maintained her home. And, you know, one thing that um, it says in that scripture is that many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Actually, even Proverbs for 31, verse 28, her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. And that's something I want to just tell you, mom, today. Like many women do noble things, but I need you to know that you, in the way you maintain, manage, and run your household the way you take care of those kids, the way you are handling everything that comes your way, <laughs> you surpass them all, sweetheart. You, 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 yes, you. The one who don't who doesn't think that she does enough. The one that doesn't give herself enough credit. The one who doesn't realize that no matter what anyone has said about you, you're dope, mom. Right? Like, and I'm so grateful for, you know, I love holidays and we can celebrate you today, but we celebrate you every day. I want to tell you, you're dope. If no one has <laughs> expressed that to you, I see the way you go hard for your family. I see it. You're dope. And for any moms out there who may have lost a child, I pray that God comforts you and that he will fill your cup where you feel empty. And if there's anyone who has lost their mom, I want you to know that this is the day the Lord has made and you shall rejoice and be glad in it. Like I have gone through the motions on Mother's Day, different Mother's Days, and my mom passed in 2011, and I miss her. I made a post about her today on my Instagram as well. And even when I go through the motions, I have to remember, this is the day that my dad, my father, he made it. So I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it no matter what. I'm not going to allow. And, and, and here's the thing I had to learn in my years is that circumstances will stare you in your face. Situations are happening and they're real. We're in a global pandemic. It's real. We cannot go out 
to celebrate. But I want you to know you're breathing today. This is the day the Lord has made. Choose to rejoice and be glad in it. Like I know my mother's not here. I miss her. But me not rejoicing today will not bring her back. But me rejoicing today, I know that she would be smiling, saying, yes, daughter, enjoy this day. You know why? Because if regardless of whether my mother is here or not, I, the Lord gave me this day. Regardless if I receive a gift or not, the Lord gave me this day. Regardless if I don't feel the way I people think I should feel on Mother's Day or I'm not or, uh, you know, if. If what's going around me doesn't feel like enough or uh, I feel depressed or hopeless, I can still pull myself out of the pit and say, you know what? Nobody, not COVID, not coronavirus, nobody gave me this day but God. I'm going to choose to rejoice and be glad in it. And I know for some of us that's difficult. It is hard. There are some because there are days beyond this day. Where you forget that you've been given this day. Because circumstances in life are happening. Life is happening. But I want you to to choose. Pull it out of you. Like, you know what? Regardless of the gifts. Regardless of the fanfare. I'm still choosing today. To rejoice because my father gave me this day. Candace will rejoice and be glad in it. And it's. I understand it takes a muscle of faith and strength to do that. And what I loved about the article that I posted yesterday, because the title of it was Don't Give Up. So today I'm telling you, don't give up because it takes a faith muscle and a strength muscle. And you've been building that through motherhood. You've been building that as you are um, growing and maturing through life circumstances. You are getting wiser. Let God heal your heart. One thing I had to learn is that God had to tell me one day that I was praying for certain circumstances to be over in my life. Like, God, I'm done. You can have that. Let me move on with my life. Let me get out of this. Let me get this. Because if you take me out of this, everything is going to be better. And one thing he taught me is that he necessarily did not have to remove a situation, change a situation, or make this situation comfortable for me. What he did was he allowed me to stay uncomfortable and he healed me in it because what he has to show sometimes is that it is not the circumstances that has the power over you. It is not the circumstances that will change. It's not the circumstances that need to change. It's you that needs to change. And sometimes we will sit in uncomfortable positions and situations and circumstances because God said, I need you to get what I'm trying to give you. And it is a gift. You can't see it now. You may not feel it now, but what has happened, it is a gift because you will come out of it stronger. God will bind up those wounds. He has promised. He said, I'm close to the brokenhearted. There I've spent many nights in depression and crying. God said, I don't want you there. I'm going to show you what healing looks like, Candace. I'm going to show you what healing feels like, Candace. And when you come out on the other side, you're going to see that situation. You're going to look at it differently. Like certain situations that don't have the power over me like they used to. And I say, God, whether or not you change it, thank you for making me so much better. And I am becoming my greatest self. And it's between me and God. Everybody else doesn't need to see it. They may not get it. They didn't catch it. God just tells me every day because I'm his daughter. I'm literally his favorite. And I think you need to realize that. Like, you're literally his favorite girl. He, you're his beloved. Heaven rejoices about you. You wake up and he's like, everybody, get up. My daughter's up. Do you see her? 
she's about to she's about to cook breakfast. Did you see the way she made that breakfast? Did you just see the way she did, did her daughter's hair? Did you see the way she just hugged and kissed her son? Do you see my daughter reading? Do you see the way she's getting busy getting her work done? Do you, do you see her taking a walk? He's overly concerned about you. It's between you and him. So if you're in an uncomfortable spot, uncomfortable situation right now, don't give up. And if you can go and read my article on IG, don't give up. It speaks about when I was a teenager, two weeks before I went to college, my house burnt down to the ground with everything lost. My family survived. Right when that fire happened, I wasn't even speaking to one of my sisters. I went off to college mad. We were we I went off to another state to start college and me and her were mad at each other and we were so stubborn. We're like, we're not gonna speak. I'm house caught on fire and my family jumped out the window while I was in Washington, DC, attending Howard University. From that day on, I never kept a grudge with my sister ever again. When I was mad at her, I went to her and said, This is why I'm upset. I might need a day or two, but this is why I didn't call you. I was upset. Like I now, and my that sister has since passed away. And I'm grateful that after that fire, I didn't take any time to mend that between us because before she passed, we had many great years where we were no longer bickering the way we used to. And we had such a strong, we already had a strong relationship as sisters because all sisters bicker but or argue, but our relationship changed while I still had so many years to enjoy her. And I'm so grateful for that. But me and my older sister, like I'll be mad and I can tell her me and her are eight years apart and I can go to her and say, oh my gosh, this was like this. Or if I speak to her in an unkind way because I'm mad at her, I can go back and say, you know what? I needed a minute, but I shouldn't have spoken to you like that. But I'm, I'm telling you, like, I was mad, but I shouldn't have said that. Did I offend you? Like, me or her have great conversations like that. I do not keep any grudges with my sisters. And I work to not to keep grudges with people because even when somebody's not kind to you, I've had people who are not kind to me. I've, you know, I've been in situations where I've, where I've perceived myself as being mistreated, where I was actually mistreated, perception or not. Um, I've been in situations that have not, that have been unfair. And some of those relationships ended and I didn't have to deal with the person. And there's some relationships that are, or, or situations that I had to grow through. And sometimes it takes a maturity to be able to respond to a person a certain way who does not respond to you kindly. As the circumstances in your life aren't kind to you right now, but you can still respond in strength to that situation. And that takes faith. And part of that article is me showing that even after the house corner fire, I still was able to stay in school by the skin of my teeth. My sophomore year in college, I, um, became a teenage mom. And for my last two years of college, I my son lived on campus with me. It was hard. And my friend, when she brought up the article, she said, Candace, I felt like I wanted more. Like I wanted more of your story. <laughs> she was like, I felt like I wanted to read more. So I said, I think I'm going to do a podcast and talk a little bit more about it. But it was hard. There were other, and I didn't realize how many other students were there who had children. 
And it's hard to sometimes study and focus and you have to tend to your child. And I'm also young and immature and ignorant. You know what I mean? Still learning so much. Um, But I got through it. And I have so much to thank God for because those four years of college is where my faith began to really develop and grow. Um, And after that, when I went through situations, I just realized and knew that this feels hard, but I got to get to the other side. It made me want to see what the other side looked like. Like I was talking, I'll be talking to people and I'm like, oh, I'm going like if I'm talking to somebody telling them, I remember telling um, my cousin I was going through something and I was like, I got to get to the other side of this because I need to know why the enemy's coming so hard for me. Like you, you will see a situation and it sometimes we let it. We succumb to it, but I'm, I, I got to fight it. And I also learned to rest in God so he can fight it for me and not put my expectations on the situation, but put my expectations on God because he can't disappoint me. He can't. He won't. People will. I've said it before. Don't put expectations on me. I will disappoint you because I can't meet everyone's expectations. But God, I expect God, you know why I I trust God more than any man or person or woman or thing is because he gave me a promise and the promise, his promises always stand. His word does not come back void. So I put my expectations on him and say, guess what, God, we're in this situation. Show me how to endure this. Give me what I need to learn. Let me not miss the moments. I got to get to the other side because I need to know. Why the enemy came so hard for me? And I started to see the enemy's uh, patterns. And there's just something in me that won't let me give up. And I pray God puts that in you, that you don't give up, mom. You don't give up on that child that you feel is out of whack. That you'll put in the time in prayer and fasting and and get the revelation from God that you need. Because they may not become who you think they should be when they when they. They may not become who you think they should be in the time frame that you think so. Don't give up. You may not be in a a situation where you feel like you've accomplished what you've wanted for yourself. Don't give up. There's something more you are looking for. I pray that you lay when you lay down tonight that you ask God, you be my more and show me what that looks like. There's something ridiculous when God shows you what more is and you don't seek it from a person, but you seek it from him. He blows your mind because he knows that you may have been for a little while or some time idolizing people, situations and feelings and emotions. Like I want this feeling. I want this emotion. And you want it to come from this person. God said, ah, you've made that an idol. He's going to tear down those idols. So I want you to ask him for forgiveness and repent and say, Father, I repent for putting anything above you that shouldn't have been there. And I'm seeking you for the more so that you can bring it to me through the right person, through the right situation, send forth your angels to deliver the more that I seek. But I'm seeking it from you, not my children, not a spouse, not a friend, not a sibling, not my parents. I'm seeking that more from you because there are things that people can't do for me, God, that you can. Don't give up. And most of all, mom, don't give up on you. Let God heal you. 
Transform. Renew your mind. Well, who, ask God, say, Father, show me what my greatest self look like, looks like and allow me to become my greatest self every day. Connect me to the right people. Disconnect me from anybody who is holding me back. Don't be afraid to allow them to do so because sometimes the right people leave and the right people come in. My God. He does not want you to dread this day. He doesn't want you to dread any day. He wants you to wake up with joy. So, Father, if you've lost your joy, ask him, how do I get joy back again? Because you didn't. Jesus came to give me life and life more abundantly. What does that look like? Who do I need to be, God, to see that? Like, God, what you need to change in me? Because we could all use some changes sometimes. I said something in an article and it said, how could I be so irresponsible to get pregnant? At 18, I had my son at 18 and I turned 19 that year. And I said, how could I be so irresponsible? I was a good girl. And here's the misconception. I thought being a good girl was to do the right things, do great in school. It was a, it was a quote, like quote, good girl, quote, close quote, right? Like the good girl image. And it wasn't an image that I felt like I needed to be. It was actually like, a. There was here was the confusion for me. I was naturally a happy person. <laughs> and I know the enemy actually would come for me in different ways because people couldn't understand, like, how could I be living my life and still be happy? How could I be going through things in my life and still be happy? And people didn't understand that I used to come to school and I just love friends and I love going outside. And I was fine with a lot of stuff in life, even though if I went home, it didn't look ideal to most people. And, and people started labeling me. And I started, what happened is I started to conform to the label. And that's why you have to be very careful. Like I, I I didn't, I never searched for acceptance and things like that at that time, but then people started labeling me. And then I felt myself beginning to conform and be able and started to wear that label. So that good girl image that people had for me, I believed I'm a good girl. So great things will happen for me. And that's a, a um, an orphan spirit, because what I didn't realize is that I don't need to earn anything for anybody to treat me well. I don't need to earn your affection. I don't need to earn your acceptance. I don't need to earn your approval. I don't need to. Because for God, I don't need to tap dance for him. And that's when I didn't realize that God was my everything and he didn't need me to do anything but to be his daughter. It took me years to learn what it was to rest in the fact that I am his daughter. He loves me no matter what. I don't go out and try to make mistakes, but I do my best every day. And if I make a mistake, he picks me up and brushes me back off again, kisses me and sends me back out and say, keep being great daughter. And I fell into a role. So that whole good girl image was something I had to bring because people began to also label me and say, uh, um, and I began to encounter people. And let me say something, when you have wounds, you will bring and attract people who are just as wounded as you. And y'all be wounding each other together. Friendships, romantic relationships, platonic friendships, anything. Because you don't realize you're so wounded that your wounds attract the wound in somebody else. And then people began to want to destroy my character. She's not that great. 
Look at her. She got pregnant. I kept my pregnancy a secret from my parents for a very long time because I was so shameful. I was ashamed until my mother's best friend had to say when they when my mother found out and my mother's best friend, she came to me and say, wow, look how God chose you to be a mom. She had she was breaking off the shame off me. My mother embraced me when she found out she had to break the shame off me because I was living the image of people labeling me. And then I found out the enemy wanted to destroy my character because there was a, an anointing of influence on my life that God was going to use my voice to inspire people. And that's not an arrogance. That's me now knowing what the calling is. And I always pray, God, I plead the blood of Jesus over my voice and my influence that I will use it correctly for you. I have the gift. I put in my, I tell people I'm the professional encourager. I have the gift of exhortation. So I am here to build people up. That's what God gave me a voice for. And the enemy attacked my character through people. People say, oh, one of my favorites, she thinks she's a saint. What? Everyone thinks you're a saint. Everyone thinks she's a saint. So whatever issues you may have with me is because of what people think I'm a saint. When I just wanted to be who I wanted to be and people always, you know, I had people who were attacking my character and I understand that the enemy was using their voice to break my character because the more broken I was, the more he could silence my voice that I never use it for what God intended it for. So I no longer have that shame. I would tell my younger self, Candace, be exactly who you are. Be great. Be dope. And let everybody else have to deal with it, no matter what they think about you. Because what they think about you is not what God thinks about you. And it's a lie in the first place. If they think you're a saint, so be it. Let them deal with whatever they think about you. Because clearly what you may be doing is rubbing them the wrong way because there's something in them that they have to deal with. it. It don't have nothing to do with you. You didn't create their wounds. Therefore, it's not your job to fix it. So there's a little bit of insight on that. So no matter what has come your way, no matter what somebody has said to you, the way you mother, how you handle situations, I just want to tell you, I want the, I pray that the voice of God literally drowns out every other ungodly voice and ungodly influence in your life to the point where you can't hear nobody else but God. He let his voice drown out everybody else's voice. Do not give up. I know you're tired. I know you're weary. I know you're like, is it this has just been too long? I can't deal with this no more. I want to give up. One time I told Holy Spirit, I was like, Holy Spirit, you're my helper. You need to help me because I just want to give up. And he said, Great. If you didn't want to give up, why you ain't do it yet? What does that look like? I was like, I don't know. What does giving up look like? <laughs> you ever thought about that? Like, what does giving up actually look like? What would you do if you gave up for your particular situation? And when I couldn't really explain for my particular situation what give up would look like, and he was like, all right, now chill and let me help you. <laughs> Ask Holy Spirit for help. He is your helper. He is your comforter. Ask him to bring to remembrance who... Ask him even to bring, you know, ask him to bring remembrance the words that have been spoken over your life for your good. Just to remind you, 
And I want you to get in God's word because God's word will remind you exactly who you are and who you created you, who he created you to be like his word trumps everybody else's word anyway. And I know they may be saying some stuff to you, your situation, pain has a voice. It's speaking to you right now. Your wounds have a voice. Your wounds have sight. I just ask that the blood of Jesus will blind the sight of your wounds, drown out and silence the voice of your wounds that you won't be able to hear it. And all you can hear is just God building you up. Don't give up. You are building faith and strength. Your strength muscles and your faith muscles, faith muscles are being built. Don't give up. I want to wish you a happy Mother's Day. I can't wait to come back on the podcast for next. Uh, hopefully, I, I'm, I'm going to try to do this weekly, guys. Or twice a month. Let me not be too, you know, that's a little bit ambitious for me. <laughs> Nonetheless, I'm here. I'm back. Happy Mother's Day. Happy one year, one year anniversary to the Strong One podcast. And as always, you know, you can DM me, send me questions right on Instagram, Candace M. Hudson. And um, I would love to just engage, engage with you all. If you want to hear me speak on a topic, please let me know. You can also email me, Candice, C-A-N-D, at CandiceHudson.com. Happy Mother's Day. Talk to you soon.